I'm Amy, sex educator, sex and relationship coach, and co-owner of PurePleasureShop.com. And I'm April, sex toy maven, VP of Hot Octopus, and I've dedicated my life to the business of sex. We're two people with a passion for educating and inspiring shame-free conversations about sex and relationships. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Shameless Sex Revolution. Revolution. Want to learn more? Go to ShamelessSex.com. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, Use coupon code SHAMELESSSEX at purepleasureshop.com. You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Boner time, boner time, boner time. Talk about boner time. No? Did you ever watch that show with that guy called Boner as the nickname? I think what? it was like, was it Family Ties? No, it was, oh, it was like the show from the, I think it was the 80s. You was didn't. it like a nice way of saying boner? No, his name was Boner. That was his boner. nickname. What show was it? I don't know. Was it Step by Step? I don't know. Oh, yeah. That's what it reminds me of when you say boner. Well, the show's about boners <laughs> today, at least. <laughs> or, you know, half boners, semi-boners. It's erections. We're talking about stronger erections. And I like when you get like a solid number of what we're talking about. The seven psychological hacks for stronger erections. And I am so excited for this episode. We already recorded it, but I love Dr. Mowali. She is fucking awesome. We're going to have her back on the show, I think, many times. I think Growing she, pains. Oh, she Googled it. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Boner. That's your new nickname. Oh, oh my God. I was hoping you didn't see me Google it, but you did. You know how um, there's like the person in the back that will look up your show notes uh, while you're recording? Yes, yes. Uh, uh, Joe Rogan's Jamie. Mm-hmm. You are you are like uh, Sir Boner. Yeah. Does that work? No. No? Okay. But I like it. I like it. Oh, God. Um, okay, so uh, you already heard what we're talking about today. We're super excited about this episode. Uh, erections are a very hot topic because a lot of people have shame around them, and there's a lot of ideas on how erections should be. So this is all about how to work with your mind on how to have stronger, bigger, better erections, or just erections in general. Maybe stronger is not the word. Just like, I struggle with erections. And Dr. Nazanin... She's amazing. She is so cool. She actually has a podcast in Farsi as well. And I love that. So she is not only brilliant, but she's changing the world in multiple languages. So I I loved, loved having her on the show. Yeah, she's awesome. We were on her show as well. Yeah. Uh, the sexology podcast. Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah. So stay tuned whether you have a boner or not, or you want a boner or all boners. Boner, Maybe you'll boner, get boner. A boner from the show. Boner just makes me laugh. What's yeah. I mean, erection. What would so when you see a hard cock? I would just say hard cock. What would you say? So if you're like in a romantic environment or like, a, I don't know, like something that is personal to you. For making just, love, Amy? Yeah, for making love. <laughs> and you want to comment on the hardness of the cock. Would you call it a boner an erection? Like your erection is so hot right now. No, I say cock is super hard. Or yeah. Your cock, that's you what I always say boner that's either. Like, that, <laughs> no, I, I don't really know if I think boner is a sexy word. It's funny. No, no. Yeah. Is it a sexy word to you? Uh, no, no, no. I would never be like, hey, babe, Bo- no. boner is so oh, hot wait. right now. Oh, bono. Oh. All right. Anyways, <laughs> squirrel. Uh, okay, Chip, I want to tell you something. So I know that we are big fans of meditation 
and uh, Calm is our number one meditation app. And I also want to share a sexy meditation that I've been doing when I can't sleep in the middle of the night. Which I didn't meditate today, and that's why I'm squirreling out. You are squirreling the fuck out today. This is like, this proves point. So what proves point now? Proves point now. You need to go home and do Calm app. We also drank too much at your mom's house last night. That's true. But it was nice. (laughs) It was beautiful. We had lobster. Lobster. We We had a lobster fight. We did. Well, not really. We didn't waste the lobster. No, I ate it. <laughs> I ate uh, so what's your meditation? Okay, so thing? here's my thing. So in the middle of the night when I can't. So, you, so here's my, my issue with sleep. It's usually falling asleep. That's my problem. It's not waking up in the middle of the night and I can't go back to sleep. That's okay. a thing for a so lot of people. deep sleep. When you do sleep, it's, it's just hard, hard to, fall to go asleep. down. Yes. Okay. So what that's about counting thing? sheep? In your sleep. So that's fucking bullshit. So the Calm app I've utilized for falling asleep. It's been really helpful. The sleep stories in particular. But that's not what this is is about exactly. So in the middle of the night, if I do wake up and it's seemingly hard to fall asleep, but hard for me is like, it's not that hard. It's a little bit like, I don't know. Can I fall asleep? I've been using my erotic spank bank and creating erotic fantasies like stories sex is like sexy stories mm-hmm. of it's fantasies i'm like okay then in my mind i'm painting the picture with my imagination and then this happens it usually involves something with anal at some point and like you know dominance and submission but i'll start to just fantasize about something and i'm not touching myself either i'm just like closing my eyes and having this fantasy space and it puts me to sleep but here's the cool thing that happens it continues on in my dreams and I get to continue having this fantasy that I just created in my sleep space, my like semi sleep space continues on in my dreams and I'm still in it. And now it just like it's doing its own thing now. Mm. Does that make sense at all? It's it's it like it makes sense, but you don't get turned on and then Oh, I'm turned on, but I'm not touching myself or anything like that. And if I woke up and I wanted to, I would and I have done that before. So I've been doing wank. No, but and I have been doing this for the last like month or two. Wanking. No, I've been waking for a long time, waking up <laughs> out of this fantasy space that I started in my wake, my wake times, like awake space, and then going off into my dream space. And it continues on. Then I wake up and I'm like, I need to masturbate right now. And, but I, what I'm saying about this is number one, it's super hot, it keeps, gets me turned on, like connected to my body. Number two, I am falling asleep because I'm just telling myself a story. And I am so easily captivated by sexy stories. But I'm creating it myself. So in my mind, I'll have this picture of like, okay, so I'm over here and my partner's right there. And they're like, hey, pr- pr- like proposition your ass to me and prop it up right here. And, you sp- and then I get a spanking. You've been a bad girl. And here's some anal threat with a butt plug. And then I fall asleep and then it continues start- on. Oh, I was like, you should start writing those down. But then you wouldn't be able to fall asleep. I'm using it for my erotic meditation in the middle of the night. So it's and a I- sexy erotic meditation that helps you. Okay, well. I, I didn't try. even think of this as like, it just started happening. I, I was like, I'm kind of bored. I'm just fall asleep. So that's not good. Yeah, I'm not going to do that like 3 a.m. I got to get up. Oh, that's true. You get all groggy. Get so grogs. I do this at like, you know, the, the middle of the night thing. And then it's what I can utilize in my own brain. And it's entertaining. I'm not bored. I'm like kind of turned on. If I wanted to masturbate, I would just whip out the vibrator in my hand. But anyways, I've been really enjoying that. Well, don't take melatonin. Um, not at 3 a.m. No, no. In general, it fucks with your hormones. That is a hit or miss conversation. And we are not experts no, in that conversation. No, but it did fuck with mine. And then I started diving deeper into the science. And it is true. There it, are. It can raise your testosterone, then lower your. So yeah. we are not a podcast on this topic. 
No. But uh, so we're gonna uh, veer out of this one because I've, but melatonin I've, gives you weird dreams too. Uh, yes, but I've also heard from some people that uh, certain doses of really quality melatonin that is not hit or miss, where you get ten milligrams when it says one, is okay for your body. But not all the time. Exactly. Not and that people think they're eating vitamins, though. This is like a con- it's a very big misconception. So and what I because but I, I was think this that. erotic fantasy every night would be healthy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it'd be fine. And then it's kind of like melatonin because you're dreaming about it, it carries on into your dreams. And then I. I feel really sexy. I took I valerian up. root last night and that made my dreams real weird. Yeah? But in a good way. Were you baiting in the middle of the night? No, but I did dream about like some dude dropping off sex toys. He was like this fat German man. Ooh. It was like Santa E. It was weird. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. The holidays are coming yeah, up, y'all. So All right, okay, so let's I talk w- about the vibe. Wait, wait, no, I want to say one other thing. So I heard this term on a podcast. It was on the Double Team podcast, and it was with a, a person that's coming to our show. Dr. Tara is coming to our show soon. But it's a new terminology. It's new terminology for losing your virginity, and I love it. Sexual debut. Mm, nice. So instead of I lost something, and this applies to all genders, you had your sexual debut. You're a penis owner. I had my sexual debut. And so this is something that people are saying. What do you think? Sure. You seem hit or miss. You're kind of like not that excited about oh, it. Oh, I mean, it's cool. I kind of like it. I think I just say I had sex for the first time. Yeah. But like, yeah. When they had sex nice. for the first time. The only issue with that is that when you're talking about two people and one has had sex for the first time and the other one hasn't, we had sex for the first time doesn't necessarily say it's my first time having sex. Yeah. So it was well, my sexual debut. Yeah, I like it. It's, it's so hard to break people of the I lost my virginity thing. It's like... No matter how many times even I say it, like yeah. when I had sex for the first time, I still am like, when I lost my favorite, no, when I had sex for the first time. I didn't lose shit. When I made my sexual debut. Yeah, I like that. Here she comes. Okay. It's kind of like Broadway. Okay, so let's talk about the Vibe Expo when you're going to make your debut. I'm making my LA. debut in LA with April on January 12th and 13th. This is 2024. And this, y'all, is free this is a big expo and experience with a whole bunch of humans there to learn about sex toys to learn about pleasure to buy sex toys i don't know it's a whole bunch of humans that are there and they're very excited when to we go. went in brooklyn it was it was so, so much fun. awesome yeah i was emceeing back then yeah you were you're like hey everyone hey, yo 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 it's april so i'm not emceeing because we are i don't think there is an MC. maybe maybe there is but maybe we will be there we're having two different workshops yep and we're also having um our books for sale and for signing yep so come I, and see us both 4 of our p.m both of our events are on at 4 p.m on uh the friday and saturday so this is 12th and 13th of january so i think 4 p.m the first day that friday we are doing a live podcast recording where you can come and be anonymous but still be present for a live podcast recording and then on saturday we're teaching a oral for everyone is oral that for all oral for all workshop They're so 30 come minutes join us. it's kind of like a yes uh an all you can eat Ooh, <laughs> all the oral you uh, can eat all the oral you can eat Meow. buffet okay and then go to vibeshow.com we do recommend at least getting the tickets they're yes. free however you need to know if you are going to show up so we can have enough. They might have a capacity thing they, going on, right? Like there might do. be limited tickets. So and go it's at get it. The Lowe's Hollywood. Did you say that? Lowe's I Hollywood? did not. Oh, it's at the Lowe's, which is a beautiful hotel. Yeah. We're staying there. Yeah. You, our, our room number is 555. No, five, we don't know five, our five. room number. Also, I want to point out April 2024. Yeah. Where are we going to be? Tulum, Mexico. Have you been to Tulum before? I've never been to Tulum. I've been all over Mexico, not Tulum. I was there last year, June. Loved it. Like, I want to go back. Me too. There's cenotes. Yeah. There's, we have a beautiful beach that's right where our villa is. We have a private chef. Yeah. We have, I mean, last 
we have a regular uh, I know someone else is coming from the last one. They're like, back. I can't wait to go back. There's that's like three other cool people from the last one that are like, we're on the fence. They like, are on the fence. It's not about the retreat. It's more like making the effort to go and do the thing. But it was so beautiful. So go to our website, shamelesssex.com. You can see we have a, re- a video there about the, our retreat. And it, it cl- it's a collaboration of clips from our last retreat in Costa Rica showing also the property that we're going to in Tulum and we are so excited this is for Volvo owning folks so women and we are going to do five nights six days in Tulum it is limited mm-hmm. it's limited and we will open it up eventually but we want to do one more retreat with oh, just open, up to, yeah. open it up to dudes because dudes have been asking and, and this will happen probably in 2024 yeah however this is one more just for the folks that identify as women out there so please go to shamelesssex.com you can check out the we travel you just yeah. click the link and it's not some 200 person retreat it's very intimate there are a limited number of spots and you can check yeah. those uh, and amy will be there i will be there we'll have our wonderful executive assistant page yeah and then we will have sex educator and um not that we aren't but you know sometimes it's nice to hear from some outside we sources some other non-amy and april's around yeah i mean i so, know you like some amy and april's but i hear some check, check it out Just, yeah. if, if you think and i believe that for everything you're getting it's a really good price it's basically a vacation yeah in some clicking yeah come join us it's going to be magical all right everyone you ready for a sex question yeah oh by the way i want to say this person came to one i won't say what one but came to one of our uh book, book launches okay it's a someone that's been listening to our podcast regularly they came to a book launch recently for um our shameless sex book launch that just happened i and won't came, say it out loud but i bet i know yeah you probably know my spouse of 50 years has lost her libido it started with the covid shutdown i know my, who it is my libido skyrocketed and hers tanked. So we started some sex therapy via Zoom. Then our daughter, our adult daughter, had emergency surgery and my spouse broke her leg while being a caretaker. Oh. Yeah, it's raining when it, when a pour, it rains, it pours. Since then, sexual intimacy has almost ceased. I am depressed and sad. Do you have any suggested therapy that my spouse and I might benefit from? Her leg has healed. Daughter is doing great, but our sex life is still dead. I know who this is. And XO, you are so cool. Oh my God, I love and, my human. Yeah. Yeah. And he's awesome. Yes. Yes. Awesome human. So yeah, um, that's a lot of things all at once. And that's many, well, not many, multiple years of this because of the COVID shutdown. It started with the COVID shutdown. So uh, are we talking like, that, is that 2020? 2020, 2021, yeah. Which, this is a 50 plus year Congratulations on 50 years. Yeah. I think that in itself is difficult and there will be ebbs and flows. But that's and, such a huge change. And I don't even think ebbs and ebbs is a word, but it should be. It is. Okay, good. Yeah, ebbs. There would be, because I thought it was uh, not plural. Oh, this is already ebbing. I think ebbs. Okay. Yeah. So that yeah. happens, right? Relationships go oh, I see what up and down, <laughs> up and down. And breaking a leg, I will tell you, when the meniscus thing happened and I wasn't able to walk sex went out the window and then if you if you put like a family like health scare where your daughter had an emergency surgery Mm. on the table too there's nothing sexy in that no now that things have started getting to a different plateau plane Mm. hopefully it's not a mountain that you're gonna have to climb but it could be I think your sex life is not dead okay it can be resuscitated yeah and there are things that you could do so you're asking for a suggested therapy 
Now, there's so many therapies. There's so many things that you can do. And we talk about this in our, our book, Shameless Sex, the book, where, you know, it's working with where you're at now, right? Like life threw you some curveballs. And these are some major curveballs. And those are, it's not just a one day curveball. These are like multiple years of curveballs. And sex drive and libido and bodies and things can change. So working with where are we at now and how do we move forward? I think one thing that can happen though for a lot of people, especially Volvo owners, but this is all, all people. When we get stuck in a space of I have no libido or desire based on all kinds of things in, in life that's happening, grieving, injuries, etc., it can continue on even when you're healed, right? Like grieving's over or my body is healed from the injury, but I've been so set in being an, an injured or low libido, well, no, sorry, low libido person who was injured in some way emotionally or physically that it's really hard to get out of. So that in itself is like the more time we, we put into the bank of being a low libido person, the more time it takes to get out of it. Now, so my question is, well, how does your, your spouse feel? Does she want to get out of this? Is she willing to do the work with you to meet you or to, to find the new way of being sexual with herself and with you? Or is she kind of like, this is just how I am? Right. It doesn't say that. And it could be. So obviously, 50 years of marriage, these are folks that are in probably, I'm assuming, at least their 60s, since you can't really be under the age of 18 in the US to be married. And, and we met him. So hormones are going to play a huge oh, yeah. role. And libido, now, it doesn't matter what genitals you have under your clothing, libido can shift and change and it can differ when there's stresses like with this. So getting those checked and mm -hmm. I hear so many of my friends, I have 60 year old friends, I have 70 year old friends, I have 50 year old friends, I have 20 year old friends. And when I listen to some of my friends in their 50s and 60s talk about how there there's no more desire and whether they're sometimes they're single and I ask them, about their hormones. Have you, have you, most have of them had, are like, no, I've not had, and then my they're like, checked. but I just, this is part of it. And I'm yeah. like, no, it's not. Yeah. You don't, unless you really want to be completely without any sort of pleasure, like if that's not for you, but I know these people and a lot of them are very sexual. Yeah. And so coming to terms with, oh, this is just how I am now, that doesn't have to be the case. And we've had episodes with Dr. Castillo, Remy, Paye, mm -hmm. who, the reason Amy and I, and can we just talk mm -hmm. about, on a different note, like one of our friends, after hearing about our testosterone pellet uh, insertion, getting, yeah, getting pellets. we've been getting mm -hmm. pellets and it's totally helped my libido. Also creativity, cognition, yeah, so many aspects, energy, yes, mm -hmm. energy, but also no more night sweats. Oh, I also that's, yeah, might yeah. like, like there are I so mean, for many For me, benefits. I have a gen genetic disease that threatens my bones and it's, it's like, I mean, testosterone is linked to bone health. So, right. Yeah. And so, and we're obviously not in our sixties or seventies. And we're not MDs. And we're not MDs. <laughs> but after we interviewed and April Umek, when she yeah. was on our show, she had, she's in her forties and she had testosterone pellet implant. And so we were like, okay. So one of our friends got one as well and she loves it and mm -hmm. she's in her late thirties. And so I'm, I'm bringing this back to, we're not going to advocate for you getting a testosterone implant to your, for your spouse. She would obviously have you to, can't, yeah, make that she would have to, she would have to do that. However, if she is, as Amy was saying, if, if this is something that is important to her as well, like having the sexual connection that you had previously or connecting in that way where you're dropping in, I would start 
with that we're getting a, horm- a hormone panel yeah yeah so it might not be a testosterone pellets but hormone panel again right. we're not doctors but we have episodes if so if you go to our show and you look up dr castillo you will learn all about this and we are huge also advocates the for this. Shot, the pea shot thing yeah there's so there's so there's many so different many. things and so we're, we're talking about like physical not remedies but i guess we're kind of remedies ways to work with the changes in in hormones and this might not be the answer for you but so some would say that's physical but hormones affect your brain chemistry they, they affect do. your emotional state so this is physical and emotional so those are some ideas and that is a type of therapy it's hormone replacement it is a therapy. type of therapy and you yeah. ask for suggested therapies exactly and so talk therapy may be this i mean talk therapy could be could actually be good for this though because i'm also wondering about you know so so, so since the sexual intimacy has almost ceased i am depressed and sad i have so many questions does your partner know you're depressed and sad uh, are they aware of the severity of it how severe is it how much is this really affecting your life how clued in are they on your feelings about the major change in your sexual connection and their libido and she hers she it's she well yeah her libido i say they yeah that happens all the time and also how much do they care about it right like does so she sorry i'm just i'm not gonna say sorry i'm gonna say they i don't care how much is that a really big area of concern for for you and for your partner and is there other ways you can advocate for it in being really important if you feel like it hasn't been advocated for and i do think the first point that you brought up in the beginning before the hormone before I brought up the hormone thing is the most important puzzle piece to this jigsaw because if she doesn't care or she's fine with it or not that she doesn't care but if she just is putting it off and not prioritizing the her pleasure and the pleasure as a couple as a relationship then that is a whole different conversation and that's when the therapy that you're speaking to is going to be it's going to be so important it's going to yeah. be it's because you're obviously saying it's majorly important to you. If she doesn't feel the same way, then that's when some mutual discussions can come in and having almost a mediator, but also someone that can ask the right questions. Yeah. In in front of you both, and if that she, can help. If, if her some of her issues is being disconnected from her libido, then there's we talked about the hormones, but you know, a somatic sex therapist of some sort or sex coach could help her if she wants to to feel more connected to her her unique and now changed libido and desire herself. So, uh, but she has to decide to do that. So, one of my recommendations would be uh, someone who is certified in some form of somatic sex therapy and also I'm going to take therapy out of there but sex coaching so somatica is a really great modality there's a lot of people that are somatica practitioners do you know where people can find folks I think if you go to somatica.com or something you can look up practitioners and find where they are Uh, and it will be a little more bit more of embodied therapy but you know your partner needs to be on board you can go do it yourself but your partner needs to be on board to go and join you uh, in this journey and I would say Make it a when you if you're going to suggest your partner to do this, it's a we conversation. It's not, you know, you're the one that doesn't have the libido. It's I want more connection. He has the book. Yeah, yeah, he can, yeah. He owns yes, our book, but yes. yeah, yeah. So you're you're phrasing in this way that is inclusive uh, and not like some one person has the problem. And if you haven't gotten our book, everyone else that wants to know about the get our book, Shameless yeah. Sex. It's about choosing your own pleasure path. Yeah. And getting the sex life that you've always wanted. So check that out to our beautiful listener. I'm going to do the bio because I yeah. think we did a good job answering that. Yes. Good and job. we love you. Just uh, just want to give a shout out to you one more time. Thank you so much for being a Shameless Sex fan. Uh, we're so glad we got to meet you in person and keep on doing the good work and you got this. Yeah. All right. 
Dr. Nezanin Moali is a sex and relationship expert and has helped many individuals and couples improve their sex lives and restore and achieve deep and passionate connections with their partners. In addition to hosting the top 20 rated sexology podcasts, Dr. Moali launched a similar top-rated podcast in Farsi in 2016 and has extensive training in treatment of eating disorders and addiction from some of the nation's leading experts. She is a published researcher who regularly gives talks at major universities and in international conferences and has given therapy, advice, and information on local television shows. To learn more, go to sexologypodcast.com. All right, everyone, it is interview time, and we are here with Dr. Moali, here to talk about erections. Dun, dun, dun. Just kidding, not here to scare you about erections. We love erections, and we also love soft cocks. We like all the cocks. We just like cock. Uh, so uh, we're here to talk like about- chickens? The, um, uh, yes, but sorry, vegans. Um, maybe some fake and bacon. What's a fake and chicken? Um, What's the name for the fake chicken nugget? I think it is just called, like, Oh, there's a name. No, it's like a, not like a mm. McNugget. Anyways, oh, no, uh, I don't know. Squirrel. Okay, so we're here to talk about the seven, seven psychological hacks for firm erections. And we are super excited to talk about this because we love Cox, as I said. Also, Dr. Moali is awesome. We guessed it on her show. And um, I believe the episode is coming out uh, this week, which means that it is in the past. So we're in the future when this comes out. So you're welcome. Hello, future. So you already heard a little bit about Dr. Moali in our bio in our intro. But Dr. Moali, can you please tell our listeners how you got to where you are today in the field of sexuality? Can you please elaborate a little bit more? Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited about this conversation. I love the book and I love your show. How I started in the field of sex therapy, it's like I didn't know this uh, This was the actual field. So I always had high sex drive. I loved sex. And then one day out of blue, when I was in graduate school, sex started getting painful. It gets worse and worse. And I was trying to, okay, I'm going to muscle through it. And I even when I was in graduate school for psychology, I didn't know sex therapy is a thing. So we started going to couples therapy and like for, for a long time, we got really good in communication. Communication is important, but sex therapy is its own field. So it wasn't until one of my professor told me, oh, have you tried sex therapy? I went to this wonderful woman for a few sessions. She gave me some tips and we talked about things and completely resolved the issue. I was like, oh my God, I didn't need to, maybe didn't need to be in a couples counseling for, <laughs> for that long. And that was like life-changing for me. I was like, oh, I want people to experience what I experienced. So that's how I got to the field of sexual health. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. So just to circle back, so you had actually gone into not only the field, but you were in sex therapy, getting getting a session from a sex therapist as well? Great point. So I was like, my focus back then was trauma. So I was in graduate school for clinical psychology, but I was going into couples therapy when I was struggling, thinking that's the only option. I didn't even know when I was in a graduate program that sex therapy exist. So mm. it wasn't until one of my professor told me, why don't you try this? Which mm -hmm. was like life changing for me. Oh, yeah. Life changing for everyone else, too, because you're incredible. And yeah, when we were on your show, I just loved I loved your vibe. I loved talking to you. It was so easy. And I can imagine how 
incredible you are at what you do. So to bring it back to the show, because this is, this is, I love hack shows mm-hmm. and this hack is show. <laughs> hack shows, a hack show, but it's about <laughs> hacking and, and like tips and tricks. But let's talk about all things erections. And I love talking about erections and Amy loves talking about cocks and I love talking about erections. Yay. Everyone so- wins. <laughs> <laughs> so first up, what are some of the main causes of erectile issues when speaking about penis owners? Well, the first part of the kind of this puzzle is physiological health, right? So in order for you to be able to have a firm erection, you need to be able to have good blood flow. Also, there's a part of it, it's a kind of like your brain registering that the situation is sexy and communicating it with your dick. So it's all are connected. And when people are struggling with erectile functioning, sometimes it could be a physiological issues like a issue with blood flow, health issues. Uh, all sorts of kind of illnesses can impact cardiovascular uh, kind of challenges, impact the blood flow, or it could be uh, anxiety related, right? So our mood really impacts our kind of able to like ability to function. So when we feel very, very anxious, it's hard for our penis to stay erect, right? Like evolutionary, it's like based on evolutionary psychology, that is in a way impossible because it's less than your opportunity of survival. The other issue is that at times people didn't think about it. It's like the uh, interpersonal psychosexual uh, context, right? So sometimes maybe your penis works just fine. You're not anxious, but there is something about that context that's not working for you. Perhaps it could be a desire or preference that you have and you're not communicating with your partner, or maybe you, it's about how like other stuff outside the bedroom impacting the connection with your partner. So it could be any of these things or a combination of things. Sometimes people have some challenges with physiological health, then because of that, they feel anxiety and that turns to this vicious cycle for them. And with managing the kind of psychological part of things that can even, they can even see improvement regardless of if they're working on a physiological part or not. So what do you, so say, you know, we had, had a group of a hundred people having erectile issues. What is the percentage in your opinion? Uh, and this is like a guess, right? Like you probably don't have the exact statistics, but for folks where it really is a physiological thing and the percentage of folks where it's more of a psychological issue. Mm-hmm. You know, based on my, so I have a private practice in LA. I see, like, I can honestly say, like, up to 70% of people who come to me, it's purely psychological relational because most people first, they go to their doctor, they do kind of physiological change uh, assessment and uh, they know that like their hormones are okay. The blood flow is okay. So Again, 70%, I would say, like, it's just there's something uh, psychological or relational that impacts their ability to perform. Not surprised because yeah. uh, it's all in our head. And that's a high number. It that's is. Really high I number. mean, it's it's more than half. Yeah. So that's incredible. Yeah. Yes. That's, and I, so I think for folks, as we continue on with this, because sometimes when it's physiological, you're like, oh, good. I can just take like the little blue pill. But for some folks where it's physiological, the little blue pill pill doesn't always work, right? Like there's actually for some people that doesn't help with the blood flow, especially if you're not already getting any blood flow to your genitals. Um, So coming back to the psychological hacks, which might still, my guess is apply to people who are, are experiencing physiological hacks. So you have seven psychological hacks for firm erections. Let's go through each one. What is the first hack? Well, the first one 
is the one that like often people hear about that. So it's an element of mindfulness and relaxation because you brought up such a great point when you talked about the uh, sometimes when we are even taking the blue pill, right? Like if you're very anxious, it's not going to work. So in order for the medication to work, you need to be able to feel relaxed in a way. So when I talk about mindfulness, the idea is that sexual arousal is a natural response of our body. When we are in an environment that we think the context is sexy, it is normal for us to experience arousal. But if we're not experiencing arousal, possibly it could be the anxiety that gets in the way. So mindfulness is like being present in the, uh, in the moment. Because what happens, we're feeling anxious or we have performance anxiety, like this radio doom and gloom in our mind start blasting that you're a failure, you're going to lose erection. And then you get uh, involved in this like back and forth between the thoughts and you lose your connection in the moment with the environment, with what's happening with your partner, uh, with what feels in your body. So it's really helpful to practice the skill of kind of relaxation, mindfulness outside the bedroom. Uh, so you can use it inside the bedroom. I'm going to talk about different range of things that can people uh, experiment with. Mindfulness could be like you're sitting in five minutes or starting even three minutes, focusing on your breath. The thought shows up, you get distracted, you bring it back to your breath. The idea is again, like help you to kind of bring awareness and practicing the skill of getting back into the moment. Uh, many people get frustrated, say, oh, I cannot focus on my breath. That's okay. The idea is just like practicing bringing it back. Some people, they just like the idea of sitting down is like very overwhelming for them. It's like, I, I just cannot do it. You can do mindful walking. Like that's something you can go outside, kind of like really anchor yourself in the moment. That's what's happening. What are some of the uh, colors that you see? What are some of the smells that you can smell? So that can bring you in the moment. And uh, there are specific apps like Headspace, Calm, those things that you can start with kind of doing a guided mindfulness. It could be like kind of setting up like the trick is like to start with three minutes and then increase it. And long term, what you want to do when you are in sexual setting is like you notice that chatter and then like you're focusing on what's happening in the moment. What am I seeing? What am I feeling? What do I feel in my cock? What do I feel in all around my body? And that helps you to kind of be more present and that helps with bringing down the uh, anxiety. So that's a skill that I recommend everyone to practice because it can make you a better lover. It can make you a, kind of have a stronger erection and have a better experience. Because one of the complaints that I hear from cisgender couples, like heterosexual couple, is that women say that I see that my partner is in their mind, like when they're struggling with uh, erectile functioning. And what's happening, the partner is trying to focus on not losing an erection and they're not in the moment. And that can be frustrating for the partner. But if instead you're bringing yourself in the moment, you feel more connected and you perhaps lessen anxiety. So that, that's number one. Okay, so in number one, is this something that people should practice outside of touching their genitals, like the mindfulness, or is it in the moment? Because like, I, I feel like mindfulness is a track to be in the moment when the genitals are involved. Um, or what do you think about that? And then we can go in number, to number two. Absolutely. It's a skill that you want to practice outside, right? In the moment when you feel overwhelmed, it's really hard in that moment of part or kind of a neuropathic partner to kind of practice mindfulness. But what you want to do is like you start a ritual of that, like daily ritual, non-sexual content, uh, context. It could be like a, a mindful eating, walking or sitting. 
you do it and then you increase it. And that can help with your performance all around at work and kind of like interactions. And then slowly, gradually, you can maybe experiment with it when you're masturbating. Right. That kind of thinking about, okay, what do I feel while I masturbate? Starting with different parts of your body. And then like you can kind of implement it in the bedroom with your partner. I love Mm. that. And I want to add something because I never, ever thought I could be a meditator. I I could be a masturbator, but I could not be a meditator. And I was like, I remember sharing a hotel room with Amy back in the day and she would do her meditation. She'd have like, I don't know, her headphones on or something and she'd be meditating. I'm like, oh my God, this is ridiculous. I cannot believe. And I would like be kind of shaming her, not in my head, not to her face. You bitch. Um, And I was like, (laughs) oh. And, And so when I finally, calm is what really helped me. And like, I love, they've changed my life. I've been like using their now app. She meditates more so than I do. And now I meditate <laughs> more than her. But I will say I had to first start with, I had to lay down and I helped my partner because he, I remember the first time we ever meditated, he was like, this is a waste of time. Now I'm back. Now I'm I'm off track like five minutes. He was like mad because I was like, let's just turn on this app and just lay down in the bed and like listen to the guided meditation. And he, the first time, and then slowly he shifted. And now he is like, are we going to meditate today after this many years, six years? But I- How are his boners though? How are his boners? And his boners are, <laughs> I mean, better better than I've ever seen for 55. I mean, he's 55 and I'm like, dude, I've, like, I've experienced 20 year olds that don't have as many boners. And uh, I just want to bring up that for me, as a fast-paced human and for my partner as a fast-paced human, it did help. I had to lay down and listen at first. So I didn't think I was meditating. I was relaxing and changing my relationship with what I thought meditating looked like or should be helped me as well. So if anybody out there is like, book meditation or like, this is going to be a waste of my time. It honestly has changed my life. And um, so thank you for making that the first element too. So moving on to number two, I had to share that. And thank you. And Amy, I'm sorry I shamed you back then in my head. You bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even I, know. Now I'm mad. I know. It's like eight years ago. I'm just it kidding. I'm not a long mad. time ago. <laughs> well, I did know I'm uh, I'm talking to sex experts and professional meditators. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I could do better. I could do better at meditating lately. <laughs> well, the second thing I want to talk about is focusing on overall pleasure versus performance. I know sometimes when I talk about this, people think about, okay, I'm saying this because I I think they are not performing, they're not able to perform, but it's really a game changer. It helps you, first of all, to build more arousal. It helps you to be in the moment, kind of thinking about, okay, what are we doing that can we can we can make things more exciting. Even I sometimes I, I work with couples that they are in the journey of kind of like fertility journey. And like part of the journey is like within certain hours, they have to have sex multiple times. And it's common for people to struggle with performance issues because it's a high stress situation. What I often tell them to kind of do in order to get them back in track at this kind of like focus on the pleasure overall, which could be kind of like even engaging in a kink that's not intercourse focus or maybe experimenting with these different types of pleasure because that helps you to kind of break that performance anxiety. Because what happens is when we're only focusing on performance, that increases our anxiety because that increases that chatter inside. And also we are missing the cues of what's happening in the room and the interaction that helps us to kind of build more arousal. We know that like many people in order to have more intense orgasms, they do edging. And edging 
coaching is building arousal. So if you are focusing on the journey, exploring different types of pleasure, kind of building, kind of working on psychological uh, arousal, physiological arousal versus focusing on this linear path that can really help you to A, become a better lover and B, build up more arousal. Time for a quick break so we can tell you about our carefully chosen sponsors. Please stay tuned and buy their products because we only tell you about what we love and what we truly believe in, and it helps keep this podcast free to you. What's up, Shameless Sex Fam? Is your sex life important to you? Hmm. What about your relationships? And also... Let me ask you this. Who can relate to this story? Things were once so good in the bedroom with my partner, and now it's a mess, and I don't know what to do. Where's or, my happily ever after, yeah, where's Amy? My ha- yeah, yeah, what about me? Or how about so many aspects of my life are fantastic, but when it comes to sex and relationships, I feel so lost. Yep, been there. Uh, mm-hmm. Me too. Mm-hmm. And this is why you all need Shameless Sex, the, the book. book. We give you simple, simple solutions and a framework that you can use. You can customize it to you. Yes, you gives you the tools, the right tools for your sex and relationship. So you get what you desire and it's fun. It's playful, right, Amy? We're always playful. It's kind of sexy. And did I mention how easy we make it for you? You have to check out Shameless Sex. Plus the testimonials, they're coming in from everywhere. And this book has helped people just like you recreate and create the sex life of their dreams. So you can do it too. Go to, where are they going, Amy? Shamelesssex.com. Oh, how easy is that? Just go to shamelesssex.com and click on the book, okay? And you can get it however you choose. If you, you want, want hardcover, yeah. audio. Hardcover? We got you hardly yeah. covered. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, the performance piece, the like, I, I have to do the best job or a good job or go all the way or last for 20 minutes or or half an hour or five seconds, whatever it is, is a uh, is not helpful. And we talk about this on our, on our show and in our book, too. We talk about how pressure is good for certain things. It's good for, you know, G-spots, prostate stimulation, pressure cooking food, pressure cooking food, <laughs> massages so much for like you know super aroused genitals uh, when we're like oh i have to behave and, and act in a certain way so yeah i think that that's that's definitely super helpful i'm a huge fan of also like getting rid of the goals if possible and staying with the sensations uh easier said than done but that's why step one or not step one but the psychological hack number one is helpful that meditation practice helps to like just stay with what's now instead of what i think i need to do and the performance piece okay What's number three? I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) Well, number three is working on building a sexual self-confidence. Sometimes people, when they think about sexual confidence, they think about it's either something I have or I don't have. But that's absolutely something that you can cultivate. The first step through kind of building sexual confidence is listen to your self-talk. What are some of the things that you tell yourself around your uh, sexual self, like in the moment and inside and outside the bedroom? And how accurate are those stories? Because what happens is some of the stories at a certain point, maybe that that they were accurate, but right now they're not accurate anymore. It could be like maybe one lover 10 years ago said this about my penis or this about my ability as a lover, but now I'm kind of hooked on that story. The first step is thinking about, okay, maybe that was then and this is now, or how accurate is that self-talk? So, and if it's not accurate, 
what would be a neutral thought that I can replace it? Like maybe I cannot be kind of going from this place of like, I'm broken, I cannot do this, going to this place, I'm the best lover. But a neutral place could be that maybe uh, I'm a good enough lover or like I had lovers in the past that they enjoyed being with me. So kind of something that feels neutral or if neutral is something that's difficult, kind of catch the thoughts, have this mantra or affirmation that you can kind of like use in the moment. I'm a great lover. My dick is great. So something that helps you that you can kind of personal mantra that you can say over and over. The other part of it is like practicing self-compassion. Sometimes we're constantly uh, kind of attached to this dictator inside that like when we are making a slight mistake, like that part of us comes on a driver's seat and tells us, oh, you're you're not good. You're broken. No one want to have sex with you. I want you to, my invitation is to, kind of practice self-compassion. Self-compassion is like bringing the mindfulness, going back to the hack number one and kind of bringing kindness to it. That like, what would you say your friend, like your best friend telling you this, what would you say? Because in reality that most adults, if you're above age 18 and having sex, at times you struggle with uh, getting an erection, maintaining erection. That's very common. It doesn't say anything about you or your personhood. So kind of like uh, having this self-compassion advice is really, really helpful. Another thing is that like focus on the things that you're good at in sexual experiences, like lean into your strength. What are some of the things that I'm good at? Because ask your partner that what's important. Because sometimes we think about it's all about how long I'm I'm having a penetration, uh, kind of penetrative sex, and like well, how many orgasms my partner have, which could be part of it. But also, it's important to think about what are some of the things that we value. Why why is this enjoyable? So we can kind of identify our strength. And lastly is that thinking about sexual skills is a skill. You can cultivate it, you can learn it. So maybe your partner is interested, I don't know, BDSM, you being more assertive in the bedroom. Uh, that doesn't say anything about you. It's just a matter of, okay, if you need to improve your backhand in tennis, you hire a coach. It's the same for kind of building self-confidence in the bedroom. I love that we're talking about how psych psychology, because in particular, and all of these hacks that can help you move through this, these psychological barriers that can exist to get firmer cocks. And I thought about this last one that you talked about, because when I first met my partner, and I just mentioned during the first hack, after the first hack, that meditation has helped with improving my sex life. But my partner, when I first met him, he had never had issues with erections before. So he told me. And when we first got together, I remember that he was because he was so in his head about me being a sex person, a sex expert, dun, dun, dun. Um, a person that was uh, quote unquote, someone that he didn't know exactly how he should be performing, not knowing my sexual history with partners. Like, did I need something like this? Did I want something like this? So he was so focused on what he should be doing that he would have issues with like his performance. And I was like, oh my God, like is something wrong with me, right? Which is also like from the from the flip side, um, an issue. And I'm not shaming him at all. I, I never shamed him. I wasn't like, what's wrong with you? I was like, what's wrong with me? And I remember talking to him about it. And he was like, dude, I'm so fucking in my head about like, you know, being like like a sex god to you that I think it's affecting my cox erection. I was like, this is a hundred percent proof uh, that like performances in our heads. So I just had to share that story because I haven't really ever shared that. And there's no shame because now we've worked through so many 
so many facets of our um our relationship, our sexual journey. And it's just proof that if you could get out of your head and start using some of these hacks, and we're only on now we're gonna be on number four of the the psychological hacks for firmer erections, that you really can improve your performance abilities and improve your sex life. And um, that brings me to the the number four. So thank you for listening. I just had to share. Well, I love that you share that, right? Because I think like in many kind of like circles and especially heterosexual cisgender men, people are not saying we're struggling. It's just about boasting and saying how amazing lover I am. And they don't talk about how frequently it's hard to maintain an erection. So it's good to normalize that everyone at time, even if you are a partner with a goddess, you can struggle. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's go to the next hack, which is a practicing visualization. It's a skill from sports psychology that can be very, very helpful. So that's something that professional athletes, they do. What you do is you want to mentally rehearse like being successful in an experience. They kind of professional athletes, they practice like getting a shot, doing it perfectly over and over. So you want to do the same with your uh, kind of sexual experiences. What it entails is that you want to kind of hopefully you practice some kind of mindfulness relaxation. And what do you want to do in that situation is you bring in mind the time that you felt you were a great lover, kind of like maybe something from the past or something that you can see yourself doing in future. What are you seeing? But are you smelling how you initiate sex or maybe your partner initiates sex? And the more vivid that you make that experience, uh, the more powerful it will be. I want you to kind of immerse yourself in that moment. What are you feeling? What are how are you kind of like? What kind of pleasure you give your partner? And kind of like thinking about it in detail. And the other bonus, kind of like part of this, is some of my clients they pair it with some kind of scent. So maybe when they're doing kind of this visualization, they kind of have this vanilla scent or lavender scent, whatever it is. So when they are having partner. Uh, partner experiences, when they are having this uh, candle on or the scent in the room, it helps them to remember that, okay, there's something I've rehearsed and I can help them feel more confident. Or you can pair it with some kind of a physical touch. Like some of my clients, they do it with kind of putting pressure on part of their hand or arm, and that helps them to get back in the uh, kind of practice. So it's really, really helpful if you do it over and over because it helps you to kind of like uh, see yourself in that situation. And that's something that I recommend people to practice practice, especially if they're struggling. That's so smart. It's like uh, the Pavlov's dog thing with the bell, right? And the dog's like drooling to the bell. And so you're like associating your brain using the the senses, you know, you have five senses to work with. Uh, And then all of a sudden, when you're in a new experience that and then you bring back that that experience, that whatever the color or the the smell you're talking about, um, or the sound, if it was the bell and your little dog, it will remind you like, oh, here's something good. Oh, here's good things instead of, oh, no, it's not going to be good. Uh, We had someone guest on our show. I think it's Forrest Andrews who's talking about prostate stimulation. And he's big on mantras for sex, especially if it's like. You know, if, if, if you feel like there's some sexual issue, your mantra, whatever you're saying yourself is kind of the opposite of that. And it's almost a little bit like fake it till you make it. And we're not talking about faking orgasms, everyone, but like the power of of believing what you're saying. And I actually tried that uh, personally with now with erection issues, although we do get clip boners, everyone. I do have a pussy and I get clip boners. But no, I tried it more so with uh, it, it, with a block that I have around receiving oral sex and having orgasms with oral sex or even enjoying a mouth on my pussy. And I was practicing them ahead like... 
like I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying this. Now, if I was, if it was, if I was feeling pain or extreme discomfort and not enjoying it, I wouldn't do this. It was more like it was kind of neutral and I didn't have this big, like, fuck yes, I love this. And I found pleasure there when I did that. And it was really, really powerful. So I love that you said that. Instead of saying like, this isn't going to, this is not going to come. Yeah, this is going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I like that. This is good. Yeah. It feels good. It's kind of ticklish. Is this over yet? Instead, I was like, oh, as I'm saying that to myself, there's actually some really good stuff here. So I think that actually really is, is powerful, not just like super hippy dippy. Uh, okay, what about number five? I want to keep going. It's so exciting. <laughs> so the, this is like a little bit controversial. I, I'm sure that their clients, when they hear, like the listeners that are here, they might feel a little bit of kind of a reaction. So I tell people to kind of schedule playing time, or sometimes people talk about a scheduling sex. And I tell you exactly why it's important. Because sometimes people think about, oh, no, we want the sex to be spontaneous and passionate and scheduling sex or scheduling playtime gets a, it's the way of that. But I think if you're scheduling sex, first of all, no one says that you cannot have passionate sexual experiences. But what happens is you can build anticipation. You can plant sexy seeds in the interaction with your partner. And that can build with building psychological arousal and helping you get in the mood. The other part of it, it's help you to do kind of prepare for this playtime. And many of my clients, what they do is like, Parents with doing something that they enjoy doing. They feel good about themselves. I have clients that they love boxing. They feel in a state of flow when they're boxing. They do boxing first and then like they know like come home and they have a sexy time with their partner. So it's really helpful to help yourself to feel ready, your mind, your body. And also it helps you to have dedicated time because one thing that gets in the way of people experience arousal is like when you have a schedule that's crazy and stressful, that can take you out of the moment. But if you have this block time dedicated for playtime, erotic playtime with your partner, you know that that you can kind of like manage your schedule around that. That's a good one. Uh, because I have been super annoyed when I haven't had scheduled playtime because now it is more scheduled and I'm in the middle of like writing the book and my partner would come in and be like, Hey, and like, start like massaging my shoulders or something. I'm like, bro, get the fuck off me. I have a deadline and this is not sexy. Like I am not feeling sexy right now. Like you cannot. And he'd be like, Whoa, Whoa, that's like a lot. And I'm like, no, no, you gotta like get out. Like, and then I get like mean because I'm like, I am not feeling sexy. I'm in my head. I have a deadline. You have no idea. And then I get like more stressed (laughs) out. And I want to say that you know, he also is busy and was especially busy at that point. And I think that he just thought like, maybe I needed a break. So like massaging of the shoulders would have been um, initiating not only love, but like maybe that would have been sexy time. But I knew what it meant because I know him and I'm like, no, no. And I'm not trying to bring it back to my relationship, but I do think that these hacks are great because they really can apply to not only LTRs, but also to to folks that are in maybe shorter term relationships or ca- even casual um, sexual relationships. Obviously so, not just the boners to so all bits. Too. No, exactly. <laughs> um, and I, I'm just sometimes too uh, psychologically involved in my work to think about sex, even though sex is part of my work and relationships. But that doesn't mean that's that, confusing. <laughs> yes, that is confusing. But that doesn't mean that, you know, you get horny and, and you have to separate a lot of times how you react to. I just finished. um one uh, this thing called a SAR for my sex ed certification. And I'd watch porn for like two days um, and then porn, you know, and different video, not only porn, but um, it's just for releasing your judgment about anything that you could imagine um, about all sorts of different facets of things. It was, it was almost 16 hours of 
um, porn and it really did desensitize me. Like if I see one more porn, um, I will not be able to handle it. And that it's about kind of disassociating yourself sometimes from your work. And so I, that's just a shameless share because I really do love porn, but I need to take a break. It was too much. Time for a quick break to talk about one of our sponsors who just so happens to be our absolute favorite lube, UberLube. UberLube is a luxurious silicone lubricant and it enhances intimacy. It's there when you want it and it blends in when you're done with it. So you have control over that lube. It's long lasting and leaves the skin extra velvety. And honestly, all I want it all over my body. Thousands of doctors in the U.S. are recommending UberLube to their patients. It's body friendly, less likely to change the pH, and it has vitamin E so it feels extra moisturizing. There's a reason why we've been a fan of UberLube for years. There's no flavor or scent. It's even great for oral sex, everyone. But it's not just great for sex. You can use it for massage, your hair. You can prevent chafing. It even brings out the colors of your beautiful tattoos. And the bottle is absolutely gorgeous. It looks more like a cosmetic, so you can leave it anywhere shamelessly for easy access. Just go to uberlube.com and use the discount code SHAMELESS10 to get 10% off and free shipping. Again, that's U-B-E-R-L-U-B-E.com right now with code SHAMELESS10 for 10% off and free shipping. This podcast is also brought to you by OMGS.com. Join over 1 million people who are experiencing more pleasure with OMGS. They take scientific research of thousands of vulva owners showing techniques to pleasure that pussy. They turn this research into tasteful educational short videos, animated modules, and infographics. OMGS is for anyone who wants to learn about vulva pleasure or take it to the next level. Want to take your orgasms from good to out of this world? Then check out OMGS. Or if you're a vulva lover and want to up your pussy pleasuring skills, then you need to check out OMGS. I've personally been recommending OMGS to my clients for years, and it's completely changed their lives. They have three seasons, external pleasure, internal pleasure, and sex toys. It's not a subscription service, and you don't need to download a thing. OMGS also makes a fabulous gift, and your purchase supports more pleasure research. So just go to omgs.com shameless to get 10% off right now. Again, that's omgs.com shameless to receive 10% off unlimited access towards enhancing your pleasure power. The link is in the episode's description. So let's move on from April being April's um, porn break. my porn break that has nothing to do with, with that particular thing. But scheduling sex is important and you can make scheduling sex sexy. We have hacks for that um, on our own in, in our book uh, to make it l- less like schedule like in my in, in my calendar and more sexy. Um, so let's go on. It's number six. We're on number six, which is lucky number six. Mm-hmm. I love it. Well, if for people that they know me, they know I love sexy happy hours. So I'm kind of going back to scheduling. <laughs> oh, sexy happy hour. Sexy, That's good. Yeah, schedule like sexy that. happy hour. You know, it's different than the sexual kind of play time because that's a time that you're engaging in behavior. But sexy happy hour is something that you and your partner do like once a week, once a month. And that's a dedicated time. It's a sexy time. You maybe wear lingerie, nothing. You have a sexy environment. And this is a time for you to talk about sex because 
part of kind of improvement of any kind of sexual activity is the communication piece. But if we only talk about sex when things are not going well, the moment we're initiating our partners, oh, here it comes again, they get defensive. But if you have sexy happy hour, you can uh, kind of like uh, organize it however you want. So I tell people like the beginning, like a beginning of the process, you can talk about fantasies that you have. Maybe you want to engage in the fantasies, not engage in the fantasies, uh, and also kind of like talking about uh, what are some of the things that you guys did that worked like during last few weeks? And what are some of the things you want more of? So for example, how it could be applicable to the firmer erection is that many of my clients, as they enter different stages of life, they might need more physical stimulation. There's nothing wrong with them. It's not like I'm now less attracted to partner. You just need more manual uh, simulation. That would be a perfect time to talk about it in a sexy way. And it can help you to kind of like have, kind of build on the psychological arousal, help you to have uh, structured communication about sex and give and receive uh, feedback. So it's like a check-in, like a sexy check-in about the relationship. Mm. Yeah, I, so I, I'm a big fan of the check-ins, but I think a lot of people think that like that's we were talking about this earlier today, talking about talking about sex and how scary that can be. Oh no, we have to talk about sex. And there's so many ways to make it sexy and fun and playful. And I don't know how you feel about this. Like if you have a formula and how to have those conversations, I'm a big fan of talking about the shiny things to start with. Not like, here's what's wrong. <laughs> um, especially like if we're, you know, like half naked or wearing lingerie or something, but like, you know, what's working, what's working really well. Um, you know, what are we wanting more of? And like, maybe also like what's not working here. And, but like, you know, start with the juicy stuff and the connection. And if you're into drinking a glass of wine or eggnog, cause it's the holidays over here, then do that. And if you want your mocktail or your bubble water, then you do that too. Um, but, but I also want to emphasize like the importance of, of this for a lot of folks, if they hear that they might be like, why do we need to schedule a sex what does life that have conversation? to do with firm, with for, for an erection? But it does totally. But like you know, if if there's stuff going on, like there's past resentments, repair that needs to happen, some stressors, some conversations that we had that we never finished, my cock might not perform the way I wanted to because that's all. It's all connected, right? I'm, I'm assuming that's why the sex life check-in is important. Absolutely. And I love that you brought up that kind of like, we want to make sure that we're talking about juicy stuff. I tell people, I kind of think about for sexy happy hour, four to one ratio, right? Like you're talking about four things that's working and four things could be small things. Like when you kiss my neck last time, that drove me crazy. And when you tease this way, it was amazing. And like for an ass, you can talk about, I want more of this. This would work so much better for me. Or you can tease during kind of like a sexy happy hour talking about it or seeing something like many people who are into erotica, watching porn together, part of the sexy happy hour. They watch these things, listen to this thing to build up that erotic energy in their relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. It all makes sense to my brain. I don't know about everyone else's, but it's all perfect gold. Okay. So what about Number seven. Wait, so you said six is lucky? I thought seven was lucky. Well, for me, I, I, I my life rolls in sixes. Oh, it's not okay. about me again. So lucky just... number seven. <laughs> well, number seven is like exploring new activities. And that's something that you can do in like, you know, talk about it during sexy happy hour, like having your sex bucket list. But, and hopefully with this kind of particular exercise, you want to engage in things that are not 
erection focused, right? It could be kind of maybe exploring a new toy and kind of seeing how would that be? Because sometimes when we are in a kind of routine of doing same things, then that if we had some challenges in the past, the moment we are at the part step two of four step, maybe that chatter starts. But now if we're doing kind of exploring the, the new sex toy or doing like uh, some kind of a sexy massage or tantra, those things can help us to kind of our brain to go in the mode of learning. And at times, if it's slightly challenging, that can help us to go in the state of flow. So that helps us really to break that connection of anxiety with our body. And it can build kind of like fun with your partner. When it comes to new activity, I tell people to kind of maybe uh, pair it with something that you do that you enjoy. Maybe like you start with that kind of foreplay that you love. And then as as part of the core play, you're doing this new activity of maybe tantric exercises or could be uh, kind of sexy massages or like whatever you think that you want to do that's not erection focus. Again, the idea is not whether you can have an erection or not. The idea is like uh, practice a different muscle of kind of like erotic energy in your relationship. Mm-hmm. Now you're talking about a mental muscle, <laughs> right? You have yes. muscles in your brain. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So that, though, that finishes the seven hacks. And I have a question because some folks out there, they might try these hacks and they might be really regimented about trying them and they might have they might hit roadblocks they might come to different um different areas or times where these things don't work right they might work sometimes and then they might they might not work sometimes so what are some of the options if this if this is me right i've tried these psychological hacks and i'm still having erectile issues and my cock is soft and I still want to be able to play with my partner. Um, can you talk about what the options are for for someone like me or that person? Absolutely. I think the first, like I see a common challenges that people have. One is that could be a physiological thing, right? That you tried all of this mindfulness uh, strategies, kind of talking to your partner and still it's hard to kind of like get an erection, maintain an erection. You feel like it's not all psychological. Going to your urologist, it's really, really helpful to do a kind of a test. If it's blood flow, if it's hormones, sometimes I see that it's a side effect of medication you're taking. Like we know that antidepressant at that time, anti uh, kind of anxiety medication can lead to issues with performance. And it's just a matter of you talking to your uh, physician about it, like not stopping the medication on your own, saying that my sex life is important for me when I take this medication has a side effect. And there's a number of different things that your physician can do to help you manage that. And if you want a firm uh, erection, everyone can have a firm erection with the kind of medical interventions and the, all the strategies out there, like that's something you can have. But I invite people to kind of think about the kind of building that kind of like the uh, working on the performance issues, if that's an issue and kind of alleviate that. If you're interested in this, sometimes it's a matter of like, you know, like not having the right sequence, not having the right tools or problem solving with someone. So it's like two ways of doing it. There are so many great, wonderful courses that you can take going back on to kind of, you can get all sorts of information that you can kind of like take the class. And also there are a guided session with it. Like you have coaching mm-hmm. sessions. So that mm-hmm. would be a perfect place that you can get live feedback. Like maybe you don't want to invest on sex coaching or sex therapy. You have this hour with the kind of in a group coaching that this is what I do. What, what are the mis- missing piece? Mm-hmm. The other piece is that it's a kind of like if you are someone that you want to kind of like find more straightforward solution, 
go work with a sex therapist or a sex coach. It's like, again, getting a coach, like if you want to kind of like improve your running speed or you want to kind of lift heavier, you're hiring a, a, a kind of a personal trainer or a coach. It's the same thing. Sometimes it's just a matter of like asking people, what are some of the things like the kind of weight training that you can uh, perfect your form that can mm-hmm. help you to see the result that you want quicker? Yes. Go seek support. If you feel stuck, seek support. And uh, I just want to, I know we have to wrap up here, just add one uh, hack to people who might be in a relationship or hooking up with someone who is uh, having erectile issues. One of my favorite hacks is don't shame that dick and and just let the person know it's okay if your cock is hard or soft. I'm just happy to play with you. And there's so many things we can do. It doesn't have to have a firm erection. You don't have to have a firm erection. You have fingers, you have a mouth, you have a whole body. And that in itself can be really helpful um, because when we're actually like... You have a butt and a prostate. You got all kinds hey. of holes. I mean, we got all kinds of fun things to play with. I have a shit ton of sex toys. So there we go. <laughs> so um, yeah, I think that that can be really helpful. But these are all really, really insightful. I love this. That I love... Like April and I are both type A. We love things laid out. We're like seven? This is perfect. We love numbers. <laughs> so thank you so much, Dr. Molly. Can you please tell our listeners, because on, on speaking to what you're talking about, I assume you still work one-on-one with clients. How can people find you, work with you? I know you you wonderful still have podcast. Your podcast in Farsi as well. I know you launched one and I love that because I want to hear more about that too. So sorry to in- yeah, interrupt, yeah. but I was like, oh my God, you <laughs> tell us all the things. We want all the things. Oh, thank you so much for your support. So I have an English show called Sexology. Wherever you guys are listening to this show, you can find that. And that's a weekly show that I've been airing for seven years. So uh, you can definitely check that out. Make sure you're subscribing. For people who are Farsi speaking, uh, individual. I also have a bi-weekly uh, podcast called Sexology again, but it's, it's written in Farsi. And I give people sex education. It's primarily I'm a- like answering people's questions, giving them sex education, because what I found that is just we don't have a broad range of information when it comes to uh, kind of like the sexual education in Farsi. And people have sometimes their traditional views and they kind of like force people to think about if you're not thinking this way, you're broken. So my idea with that is kind of like normalize different types of pleasure and help people to be able to uh, kind of like get the education if they're not necessarily fit in that kind of like a very rigid box of what quote unquote is a normal sex. Um, Also, I have a private practice in LA. Um, People can find all of that information sexologypodcast.com um, again I love your show I love your book filled with great uh, tips and strategies and practical tools again thank you so much for having me and this was definitely uh, a wonderful opportunity to chat with you guys and your listeners well, you're brilliant, Dr. Molly. And I want to practice my sexual Farsi. So I just love learning new words, especially when it's related to sex. So I'm going to check out that podcast because I think you can absorb language in so many different ways. Even if you're not doing uh, Duolingo, you could actually absorb it just by watching shows. I watch a lot of French shows, but... Um, you know, I I ha- actually have watched different shows in Farsi and listening to your podcast will be really cool. And you could just listen to it in English if you're an English speaker, which most of our listeners are. Um, and the Sexology podcast is so cool. I think we're on your show and I think that's going to come out soon in December 2023. Um, thank you for just being in the work that you are doing right now and being here with us and uh, being such an inspiration to so many people all over the planet and um, we just adore you, Dr. Molly. So thank you uh, to all of our listeners out there. We love you so much. Remember, reviews are important. And if you've taken the time to review the podcast, thank you. We also now have a book, Shameless Sex, and reviews help more people find that book 
all over. So if you're on Amazon, review the book. Shameless Sex is the book. You can just search for it. Uh, It's on Barnes & Noble. It's at your local bookshop. It's actually anywhere books are sold. But we really do value the reviews, y'all. It helps us in more ways than you'll ever know. And I know that you love us because you've been listening. And if you're new to listening, then um, please show us your love too, because we truly do love you. And we do this because we want to help the world have more shameless sex. And your reviews help folks find people like Dr. Maioli. 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 Sorry. Close it I don't know where nice it's <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. See, we're humans. We're just not robots. We're not robots too. Uh, All right, y'all. We'll see you next week for another episode of Shameless Sex. See you next Tuesday. I can't talk anymore. Good thing we're done with the show. All right, y'all. Ciao for now. Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code shamelesssex at purepleasureshop.com.